I faced uh, prison time. So I faced seven years in prison at 17 years old. Um, and this was really a turning point for me because I sat in a jail cell um, and I awaited trial. I waited for the system to decide what they were going to do with me. My fate was no longer in my hands. Um, I lost that ability to control my destiny, right? Um, I wrote a book uh, called Own Your Kingdom, Control Your Mindset, Control Your Destiny. And I talk about this a little bit. Uh, this principle of sitting there and waiting for someone else to decide. Uh, and while I was waiting there, I had a visit from my mom and my oldest sister. And that visit really changed my whole way of living and looking at life. Uh, I sat there and I had never seen them so stressed out, so worn, so tired. Uh, and I realized it was all because of me. And my mom told me during that visit that she actually put the house up uh, so she can get a lawyer for me. So if you think about that, um, that meant that if anything went wrong and that lawyer decided to call that loan or that that lien, then my whole family could have been homeless because of me. Uh, so that was really a turning point. And I really asked the higher power if, uh, you know, if he could help me, if he could get me out. Right. If you give me another chance uh, and he did. to this episode of the Life and Leadership Connected podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. My name is David Aliano Cruz and I am your host. In this podcast, we talk about life purpose, our why that it gives us meaning and direction for what we do in life. We talk about life and leadership. What gives us life? How do we become and continue to be good leaders with great impact on other people? How do we combine life and leadership in a healthy and sustainable way? These are questions we will discuss in this podcast. If you want more information, go to lifeleadershipconnected.com, lifeleadershipconnected.com. I'm your host and coach, David Taliana Cruz. Let's dive right into this episode. Okay, welcome. Welcome to this uh, new edition of, of Life and Leadership Connected podcast. Today we have a guest called Jevon, Jevon Wood uh, to this podcast. Welcome to this podcast, Jevon. Hey, thank you so much for having me, David. I appreciate it. Yeah, great. I will give you a short uh, presentation of who Jevon is. And uh, he's a, a dynamic business coach and business growth strategy consultant. And he's a podcaster, he's a keynote speaker and author, uh, and who, who now lives in Texas in America. Um, he's a founder and CEO of a, of a coaching and a consulting firm called Bright Mind Consulting Group. And he's also a former USA Army veteran. And he's also passionate about leadership, business strategy, effective communication, marketing and technology. And he, he loves to help uh, motivated individuals to achieve their goals. And he has 12 years experience of uh, the military in different leadership and uh, peak performance tasks there. And um, he's also a mass, has a master's degree in cybersecurity from Fordham University in New York. 
And he has an MBA degree, Master's of Business and Administration degree from Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland. And now he's an advisor for Texas A&M University. It's uh, something called Texana's Digital Marketing Program. Uh, and he's a digital marketing advisor. And he's also, he has also enrolled in, a, in an executive doctorate, doctorate in business and administration uh, at University of Houston. Uh, at something school called City Bauer College of Business, and his earlier earlier he has also volunteered um, as a business lab mentor for high school students from my minority backgrounds, and training them in foundations of business methods and principles. So you've done a lot of things, uh, uh, Devon. <laughs> yeah, just well, getting warmed up, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God willing, God willing. <laughs> yes, yes. You was awarded a bronze star for, for your heroic acts during deployment in Afghanistan and for leading soldiers in the military. And you've also helped numerous clients generate more revenue with less effort using something called a 5Y framework. I think I, I will ask you a little bit more about that later. And you, you firmly believe in importance of mindset facing challenging circ circumstances. Uh, and you help people build a brand, scale the business, and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And uh, and last, um, you're, you have a strategy. Your strategy, coaching and and mentoring people, they have, they have been recognized uh, by Forbes, by Forbes Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Founder, and Verizon, among others. So, like you're you're quite yeah you you. you it looks very good, Jamin. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. And thanks for uh, sharing that with the audience. Uh, I'm looking forward to adding some value to your audience now. Thank you. Uh, but tell me, tell me your story. Uh, and what have shaped you to the person you are today, Jamin? Yeah, I mean, there has been a lot that has shaped me, uh, David. You know, I come from uh, Rochester, New York, uh, here in uh, the States. And, you know, it's, a, it's an environment. I grew up in a uh, an environment of poverty uh, where we didn't have a lot, right? So we had to learn how to be resourceful with what we did have. Uh, so I, be I believe that that really helped me uh, become the man that I am today, a man of humility and a man that understands that, you know, you can do more with less. Um, and that goes with time, right? Using your time wisely, that goes with the resources you have. It's really about finding a way to, to do that. And there's also this component of collaboration, right? I, I've understood that being vulnerable and being open to collaborating with people, even those that are looked at as your com competition, can really open you up to serendipitous moments that, that help you achieve your goals a lot faster. Mm. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about uh, you, you grew up in poverty. Uh, and uh, what happened? Like, uh, if, if you can share us a story from a little bit uh, your milestones uh, from th this this uh, time of poverty and to where you are today yeah sure uh, there there has been a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> um the the first milestone I, I always like to bring up is the fact that i faced uh prison time so i faced 7 years in prison at 17 years old um and this was really a turning point for me because i sat in a jail cell um, and I awaited trial. I waited for the system to decide what they were going to do with me. My fate was no longer in my hands. Um, I lost that ability to control my destiny, right? Um, I wrote a book uh, called Own Your Kingdom, Control Your Mindset, Control Your Destiny. And I talk about this a little bit. Uh, this principle of sitting there 
in waiting for someone else to decide. Uh, and while I was waiting there, I had a visit from my mom and my oldest sister. And that visit really changed my whole way of living and looking at life. Uh, I sat there and I had never seen them so stressed out, so worn, so tired. Uh, and I realized it was all because of me. And my mom told me during that visit that she actually put the house up uh, so she can get a lawyer for me. So if you think about that, um, that meant that if anything went wrong and that lawyer decided to call that loan or that that lien, then my whole family could have been homeless because of me. Uh, so that was really a turning point. And I really asked the higher power if, uh, you know, if he could help me, if he could get me out. Right. If he give me another chance. Uh, and he did. Uh, two weeks after that visit, um, I was put on probation um, and I was allowed to graduate high school uh, that same year. And I was allowed to to find a way to figure it out. Um, I still didn't know what that looked like. You know, I'm young. I'm a kid. I didn't know what um, resources I had available to me, but I tried college. Um, I tried that. Couldn't afford it. Went back home um, and I worked two full time jobs for a couple of years. I worked as a janitor in the hospital and then I worked in a grocery store as like a, a cashier lead. And when I was sitting there, I was like, man, this can't be it. This can't be what God, uh, you know, opened me up and gave me this next opportunity for. Uh, I, I had to figure out what what my calling was, what I could use, what resources I had. I mean, I figured it out that it was it was my my hash, my heart and my mind. Uh, and I decided, uh, you know, when I was I was cleaning up one day at the hospital and this guy, he he was actually moonlighting. So he was really a recruiter for the army, but he worked at the hospital on weekends. And he said, you should come down to the uh, you should you should come down to the, the to the office, to the recruiting station on Monday. And that Monday I went and I signed up and I ended up doing very well on what they call the ASVAB. It's our aptitude test for the army. And he was like, you can get any job you want. Any job. And I said, any job? Well, I never heard that before. <laughs> I can have anything I want. What? This is possible? Uh, so I chose IT. I wanted something that was a transferable skill that I can use in uh, the civilian side. So I went for tech. And that was really um, the biggest you know, transition to opportunity. Because once I finished that training, um, I was able to land a good job. I was able to get skill sets. I mean, what other company is going to allow you to come in with no experience, teach you all these things, let you get all these certifications on their dime and touch all their equipment, right? So took full advantage of that, uh, my time in the military. And, and I learned a lot about myself, uh, myself as a person, as a leader, uh, my capabilities, uh, you know, looking and depending on others. I learned so many different skills that I apply today, um, which has afforded me the opportunity to be on podcasts like yours um, mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, these experiences. And now I use all of that stuff to help my clients and people who who may not ever be a client. But I talk about these things constantly on my, my podcast and on speaking engagements about using your mindset to control your destiny. Um, so that's how I apply all of that stuff and, and everything I do. You know, people think me being a business consultant is all about the tactical and the technical perspective. It's really more about the strategic side and the mental side of things um, that I really, you know, give my clients that leverage on today. Wow. And and I usually ask all my podcast podcast guests four questions. And uh, the first question is like this. Tell me about what gives you life within the area of focus you have chosen to spend most of your time in your life and how you keep your energy 
at high level day by day. And if I would shape that question to maybe to your context, where do you draw your energy from and keeps going when it gets tough, Yevon? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question, David. Uh, I draw my energy from uh, just, I I really, really, I'm grateful, right? I draw my, draw my energy from gratitude. Um, I'm grateful to be in the position that I'm in. I'm grateful to um, have a platform to share my story and empower others um, to to go for what they want. What they once thought was impossible. Um, every time someone reads my bio and they say, "Wow, you've done a lot," you know, uh, I would have thought you were were older. And I say, "I haven't done enough yet." You know, I'm just grateful to get this opportunity. You know, that if I had did that seven years in prison, my life would have went a, a lot differently. So I realized that every moment. Uh, uh, that I have is something that is God given, and I use that to the fullest extent. Yes, I sure I get my rest. I have a great time. I I love life. Um, I appreciate life because of all the things that I've gone through, all the adversity I've faced, has shown me time and time again that we shouldn't take it for granted. Um, so that keeps me going even when I don't feel like it. <laughs> wow. Mm. Uh, maybe a related question is like this: What gives you purpose and meaning in life? What is your why, your purpose, your motivation for what you do? Yeah, sure. My my why is is very simple. My why is I'm here to help those who are in the same position I was. Um, so those who are in marginalized communities, those who feel hopeless and helpless, uh, those who don't know what resources they have to change their circumstances. Um, and that's why I do things that I do every day. That's why I volunteer constantly with my time. That's why I do pro bono work for uh, businesses that can't even afford my services, right? That's why I get up on podcasts and any stage that I can get on to talk about these things. Um, that's why I go into high schools and do work. That's why I go into the prisons and and do work. Um, that's that's it. That's what carries me. Wow, wonderful, great. Um, um, and I, as I said in the beginning, I mean you're really passionate about leadership. And uh, uh, one of the questions I ask to all my guests is, tell me about your leadership of yourself and others, and about some challenges and milestones that have shaped you to the person you are today, uh, and the most important lessons you have learned as a leader. And you touched about, touched it a little bit uh, in, in what I've said so far in the story. But uh, if you would, um, yeah, what, what would you answer yeah, to, to those questions? Um, tell me about your leadership. Uh, absolutely. Um, I lead with vulnerability. Um, which then ties into leading with empathy, right? I understand that as a leader, I don't know everything and nor should I act like I do. Um, I should be willing to open the floor to to my my peers, to my subordinates, uh, to everyone um, to get their diverse perspectives because that allows us to reach and achieve our goals faster. Um, that allows us to think bigger um, and, and it allows our impact to be bigger. Uh, so I lead with that. And I'm, I'm more so um, than identifying what a person does in a role, what their job is. I like to know what motivates them. You know, what carries them through? The question you asked me, Dave, that's the question I asked them. What gets them through? Why do they want to be in this role? Why is it important for them to do the work that they're doing? Is it even important? Should they be doing something else? You know, what are some of their strengths? And when I say strengths, not just what they're good at, uh, but also what fuels them, 
right? What empowers them? What keeps them going when the when the going gets tough? So um, I, I lead that way. Um, and it's a bit counterintuitive when you think about the business world, because business, you're always talking about confidence and, you know, intellect and, and, and as a leader being stern and firm and all this stuff. Well, I look at it the opposite way. I realize that as a leader, you know, if I really want to to do what I, I set out to do with this organization and as a person, I need help. Right. Um, and that's where the vulnerability comes in. I'm willing to ask whoever, <laughs> you know, how do I do this? You know, you're better at this than I am. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Right. And those are things that have gotten me um, where I am now. Right. To, to be willing to say that, to go to a competitor and look at what they're doing to say, you know what? Can I talk to you? You know, it seems like you your company is doing something well, and I want to learn how if you're open to it, right? Maybe we can come together and really um, exponentially grow together, right? So that's how I'm doing it. And I'm always coming from a place of service um, all the time. We hear this this term servant leadership. Well, a lot of people just throw that out there. They're not servants, right? <laughs> you know, they're they're probably not even leaders. They're they're managers. They're looking to get people to do things mm-hmm. for their own good, for their greater good. But I'm I, I like to have people feel energized in what they're doing. So I I really want to make sure my people that I work with have the resources they need. I want to make sure they feel supported. I want to make sure that um, everything I talk about on this podcast, mindset and health and all that stuff is is very important to me. So if they have to take off for that day, um, you know, or if they're going through some mental health challenges, I want to make sure that they're supported and they know that I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm going to support them for it. Um, So those are some of the things and some of the ways that I lead. Um, because I know I've been through it myself and that's what I've, you know, through military, through everything, that's what I learned are some of the greatest qualities of the most impactful leaders that I've encountered. Wow. And then you've started something uh, called Bright Mind Consulting, Bright Mind, Bright Mind Consulting. Can you explain what is that and what you do? Sure. So Bright Mind Consulting Group, um, that night, that name, um, it was formed, my company was formerly called Live Not Loathe. And I wanted to keep that, uh, that transformation that is what it represents, right? Bright Mind is like that aha moment, right? And and it's us coming together to illuminate the path to success. Um, that's why I named the company that. Uh, and what we do, uh, we, we're a coaching and consulting firm, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and then we also offer like training and development services for leaders. Uh, but we come in and we help businesses grow. So that could be marketing, that could be branding, uh, personally or with the, uh, the organization. Um, and it's more about, you know, doing it effectively. We don't focus on running a, a ton of ads, wasting a lot of money. We focus on the organic side of things. How can we reach people and how can we have them evangelize your brand? How can we make people feel like you're the go-to for whatever your industry is? Um, and then from the coaching side, how can we transform that leader to be the most effective leader that they can be? How can they feel like they are making the impact that they set out to make, right? How can we get people to say, you know, this leader, I will follow them to do whatever we need to do to make this company whatever they want it to be. Um, so that's really what we do in a nutshell. Wow. And and you, you mentioned something called, um, and I've seen it on your webpage. It says 5 by framework. Can I explain that a mm-hmm. little bit? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the five why framework, um, and first is we have to say that it's not a linear path, right? So the five why framework is what I use um, in coaching and consulting, right? Um, so the first why is your yardstick. Um, and I'm going to simplify this, David. Um, but the first why is the yardstick. That is your goal that you set out to do. We need a goal, right? Or else we're going to be wandering around aimlessly. Um, in psychology, they use the sailboat metaphor, and I like to use it as well, right? If you're the captain of a ship and you don't have a destination, then you're going to be sailing in the middle of the ocean, right? And you're just going to waste all your time and all your life. So uh, we want to set a destination and we want to know why we're going to that destination, right? Why does that matter? Why do we need to get there? Why is it important to you, right? So those are some of the things we look at in the first why, which is yardstick. The second why is yield. What are the results that we want? What levers do we need to pull to get there, right? Do we have the resources that we need to make it happen? Or do we need to go out there and, and you know, kind of acquire some of those resources? Could be people, could be processes, technology, whatever that resource is. Um, that's what we look at in the second why. The third why is YAR. It's a voting term, right? And that means how do we make this easier, right? Whether that's business or becoming a better leader, becoming a better person, et cetera, right? How do we make it easier? Um, and underneath that why, I use uh, what I call my success formula, which is delegate, delete, delay, and automate. That's 3DA. Delegate what we don't need to be doing, but what needs to get done, right? That could be, you know, going through your emails, you know, responding back to people, et cetera, your social media, all that stuff. Delegate it, right? That is not where your strength lies, and that is not a good use of your time. Or we can delete it. Right. If it does not serve us in the goals that we set in that first why, we, we, we might get rid of it. Right. Because what it's going to do is going to take our resources, take our time, which is finite, and it's going to drain us rather than uh, uplift us. Right. Or help, help us move forward. And then another D that we could do is delay it. Maybe it's something that really is uh, something that's going to make us better or increase our impact, whatever that goal was. But maybe we don't need to do it right right now. Maybe instead of Q1, we do it in Q3 or Q4, right? So you got to be real about those things, everything we're talking about here. And then automate. We all know what automation is, right? Any repetitive task, we, we make sure it's, it's done by some something um, or someone that can do it, you know, consistently. And we, we know that it's going to get done um, at that level, right? Um, so that's the, other, that's the 3DA formula under that YAR, that third Y. Um, and then we have yoga. What do you think of when you think of a yogi, David? Well, I get really nervous. <laughs> I think of yoga. Uh, <laughs> so uh, stay away from that. But, uh, <laughs> but I realize it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not what you mean. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So so yoga, yes. A lot of us look at yoga and we're like, I can't bend like that. I can't do those positions, right? But what a yogi does is they make those positions look graceful. They make them look easy. Why? Because they're strong. They're flexible. They can sustain those positions for a long period of time. We want the same thing for you and your business, right? So that fourth why is yoga. We want to figure out how we can make your business sustained in those adverse times, right? In those times where most businesses are failing and floundering and can't hold their position or can't grow, we want you to be the yogi, 
We want you to be leading. We want you to be the the definition of success in that that position, right? So that's what we're doing. Uh, the fourth why is how do we make it stronger? How do we make your business more sustainable? How do we make it flexible enough to not just sustain but to thrive in those times and periods, right? So that's the fourth why, and then the fifth why is the yearn. How do we get people to evangelize your brand, your business? How do we get them talking about it and making it so everyone on social media is posting about you? You're getting the greatest Google reviews and you have a community, right? Because that's really what's going to help you sustain and grow. The greatest businesses have created community. And that's where we need to focus our energy on. Everything we do should be tied to that last why. How do we get people marketing for us? Right. Because that's going to be the key. That could be referral partners. That could be, you know, customers on Facebook groups saying how amazing your product or service was. Uh, that could be someone doing a TikTok post for you. So you have free ads, whatever that means, right? We just want to figure out the best way to get that so we can use that to, to get our momentum going and, and expedite that success. So that's the five Y framework in a nutshell. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. My um, pleasure. And um, I think um, uh, I think if I, we're going to take a short break here uh, for some information. So uh, hang on. We'll be back right soon. Yes, very, very soon. Dear viewers and listeners, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want coaching and be coached towards purpose, be equipped for life and leadership, or find ways to a balanced life, then go to lifeleadershipconnected.com lifeleadershipconnected.com for more information and to sign up for a free consultation call. I am your coach, David Taliendra Cruz. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, now we continue with another question here. Uh, uh, and it's um, um, it's like this. What advice, Jevon, would you, would you give to a young aspiring leader uh, that want to grow in his leadership? and find his leadership style. And perhaps also who maybe is searching for his purpose, his why and his leadership. Yeah, what advice that I would give to an aspiring leader looking to identify their leadership style, their purpose um, and all that stuff is, I would like for them to write out a list, write out a list of what they will want their subordinates to accomplish, right? What they will want success to look like for whoever they're leading then reverse engineer that, right? Those are, that's going to give you the qualities you need. That's going to give you your leadership style. That's going to give you a purpose, right? So you have all of that stuff if you take that exercise and you run with it. Um, some more advice I will give is to find uh, what I like to call your virtual mentors. You don't necessarily have to have someone right there with you, but if you look at, at individuals, um, and there are a lot of them out there who, uh, you know, have, you aspire to, to be similar to in some way, right? Find out what makes you gravitate towards them. What is the quality that they have that really sets them apart from others, right? And see if that's something that really aligns with who you are as a person, because you want to be authentic. You don't want to just morph into whatever you need to be. You're not a chameleon, right? The best leaders are authentically them. And that's why the people that they're leading gravitates towards them. The other thing that being a leader means is, I mentioned it earlier, being vulnerable. But vulnerability also means that you can't be afraid to make mistakes and own up to those mistakes. So if you do take action, right, take that action confidently, 
but then also, you know, be be willing to accept those consequences and and talk through it. Right. We do in the military, we do something called the after action report. Find out what went well. Find out what you need to work on and improve on um, and then find out what resources and what else you need to make sure the next time that a situation comes up, you're ready. All right. So those are just some of the things I don't want to give too much to them, but those are some of the things I would say start out with immediately. Yeah. yeah. And 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 if you have like an established leader who, who might find that the 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 uh, his surroundings or his the culture around him has changed too much and he his leadership style doesn't work anymore or yeah, he starts mm-hmm. his impact. How would you direct him to, to come back to that impact as leader uh, or, or find it for the first time? Absolutely. I mean, if your leadership style isn't working anymore, um, the question is why, right? Um, why isn't it working? Why did it work in the first place or did it even work in the first place? Maybe you just were blind to the fact that it wasn't working and people were just doing it because they enjoyed what they did, right? So we have to look at that and really have that that insight, that introspective moment um, and, and see like what, how do you see yourself? And maybe this will be a time to do an assessment, right? Have uh, asked other people what they think of your leadership style and be willing to take that feedback. You know, the greatest leaders, they get feedback constantly. Um, they, they're they not blind and not in a vacuum. They're getting that feedback from the people they're leading. They're getting the feedback from their peers and they're understanding what's what they need to adjust. Right. So that's what I would recommend for a leader. Like get some feedback, see how you can apply that feedback, do your own feedback. Right. And then once you do that, be open to change, because a lot of times when when leadership becomes stale, it, there's a multitude of reasons. Right. Maybe they're not the best for that position anymore, or maybe what their goals are do not align with the people that are trying to implement whatever they had. So um, that happens a lot because they make these goals you know, in a vacuum or with their executive team, but they didn't bother to ask the people on the ground doing the work if it was possible, if it was feasible, do they have the resources they need? So sometimes you have to make sure you 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 get that connection back. Uh, town halls are another good way to do that. Like talk to your people, um, consistently communicate, consistently have it a way where they feel like they are heard and valued. Uh, and that's where you're going to really, really start to make that change um, and, and right that ship, so to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Jevan. And um... my pleasure. And another question uh, that I ask uh, all my guests is this. Tell me how you successfully combine your role as a leader of yourself and other people and your life as a healthy human being. What challenges and success factors? Uh, What I mean by that? Um, uh, Often, I think you you mentioned also uh, in your podcast and so on, and many leaders say work, 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 and they forget their family life and to live and rest. But how do you, if you if you if you would give an example from your life, how do you manage to to to, um, to keep that balance? And what advice would you give to other people? Yeah, and, to leaders? I, and I, I, that's a great question, David. And I would say that you know balance is what you make it, right? So there's something has to give either way, and that is fluid for me. Right. Sometimes I have to put more time into work than I would like to in order to make sure I'm feeding my family and taking care of my family. I can take that trip with them. Right. And I'm okay with that. So for me, it's about assessing the situation as it stands. I know my why. I know that in the end of it all, that I want more time with my family than I'm spending working. Um, And that's the bottom line. So I always ask myself, 
what do I need to do now to get there? And what do I need to continue doing in the future overall to make sure I have that time? So that's really what keeps me uh, on, on track as a leader. That's what keeps me on track as a businessman. If I find that, you know, something I'm doing is is really taken away from that, then maybe I need to stop doing it. And it goes back to that that YAR, right? That delegate, delete, delay, and automate, right? Mm. Um, so that I use my own framework. Uh, constantly, right? I'm constantly assessing myself and constantly looking at metrics. I feel like data is the most important thing we can have, right? So if I'm looking at my my leader's dashboard and I see that some metrics are off that are key to me getting that time that I want with my family, then there's something I need to be doing. Uh, there's something I have to change. So that's how I do it. I literally use the data that I am getting um, day in and day out, and I'm applying different um, different things to make sure that I'm fixing and riding the ship before it gets too off track. I'm bringing in the resources I need. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking actions and taking steps and I'm planning these things out as I go, because what I do at the beginning of every year or even before a year hits is I set three goals. I set three goals for three years out and I set three goals for each year. And then I set three goals all the way back to each day. Um, and if I have not fed into those goals, then I'm off track. I know that. Right. And that's where that leader's dashboard goes in. So it's really about being clear, right? Developing that clarity for yourself. Um, and that's the only way that we're going to do what they everyone calls balance. Um, and we have to just realize that it's fluid. Don't stress yourself out too much if you're a little off track here and here um, every once in a while, because that's life. Right? Life is is a series of moments and we have to take each moment as it stands and not get too caught up in the future um, and not get ca too caught up in the past. Focus on what you can do right now. And then next thing you know, um, things will be OK. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, is there anything that you that we have missed in the podcast, something that you would lift uh, from your from your uh, perspective that, that thinks that's important to you and your leadership? Yeah, I, I would say um, to, to all my leaders out there, the most important thing as a leader is to give. Um, it's not to take, right? We are here to give and whatever that means to you, right? It could be give knowledge, um, it could be give your time to to a cause. It could be give funds to a cause or whatever it is. Find out what you want to give to the world, to your company, to your community, and then embody that. Embrace that. Right. We see uh, companies like Patagonia, you know, social sustainability and all that stuff. You know, ESG has become a big thing, environmental, social and corporate governance. Um, but outside of that. Not just for, you know, to, to get accolades and awards. I mean, really, what are you willing to give when no one's looking? Um, and that should drive us, right? That should drive us. Revenue is a byproduct of that for me. Um, it's a byproduct of all that I'm willing to give. That's how this company, Bright Mind Consulting Group, gained any traction. Right? It wasn't because I'm a brilliant mind or it wasn't because we had a, a, the greatest product or solutions out there. No, it's because we are willing to give and I serve authentically um, and I'm willing to come on any podcast and talk about it and give my time because that cause that I've decided that I'm willing to give for that why that I answered earlier drives me, not the money, not the monetary aspect. Um, so I just want all the leaders to really define that clearly. 
and then let everything that they do flow into that, what they're willing to give. Thank you. And if people want to get to know you more or contact you, maybe, yeah, find your podcast yeah. or your web, web page, where, where do they go? Absolutely. Um, so you can go to brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Um, you can find everything, the podcast, the books, uh, you know, contact me, book a schedule a session. And then also you can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite platform. Um, and just search my name, Javon Wooden, J-E-V-O-N-W-O-O-D-E-N. You'll see a little light bulb next to my name. That's me. Okay, great, great. And uh, I, th- I think that's it, Javon. I mean, it's really, really nice talking to you. Uh, you I mean, you, yeah, you, you seem so bright. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you. So your much. smile also. Your smile is great. Oh, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate <laughs> speaking with you as well. And I'm so glad you uh, you brought me on. Um, and I really hope that I added some value for your listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, dear viewers and and listeners on. Uh, Uh, YouTube and listeners on um, Apple Podcasts and other sources. Uh, my name is David Aliano Cruz, and this is the Life and Leadership Connected Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Um, and uh, or, and subscribe, subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And uh, welcome back when we release our next episode. Until then, bye bye.